Well, like I was telling Tom before the, uh, like I was telling Tom a minute ago, the tomato is not native to the Italian peninsula. I don't think <laughs> it was introduced to European or South East Asian cuisine until after the colonial conquest of the New World. I believe it was brought over to those cultures. And um, and I was researching what cuisine was like before that, before that epochal moment when the tomato dropped. Like, damn, dog, um, new fruit or new vegetable or whatever. Maybe they didn't debate <laughs> it back then. <laughs> new plant drop that people are going to have uh, annoying debates about whether it's a fruit <laughs> or vegetable drop. It's got seeds, but it comes on a vine, which is it? <laughs> Yeah, and it's also, like, would you consider a tomato savory or sweet, you know? Like, it's not really something, it's not like something sweet that I really think of, but do fruit have to be sweet? What's know. a cucumber? Is a cucumber a fruit? Oh, shit, I think so, yeah. I think it's in the same, like, yeah. family. seeds. I think it's in the, yeah, I think it's in the same, like, family as watermelons. See, but how is that? You know, watermelon's delicious. Huh? Cucumber. You, know, uh, you don't. You don't like cucumber. Cucumber just tastes like health. I love cucumber. No, it's like no, it's no. I love cucumber. That you're talk. You've got cucumber fucked up with uh, that other little green motherfucker that I celery. <laughs> celery. Uh. <laughs> celery. Yeah, no, I awful. love zucchini. Celery is terrible. That uh, other I, green I like motherfucker. Cucumber's fine. I mean, it's not, but I don't know anybody that's like, oh, man, damn, cucumber's my favorite fruit. Mm. It's fresh. It's like water. But a pickle, but a pickle, though. There's so much value added. Yeah, There's so many things to do with a cucumber. Now you're getting to a whole different thing. Watermelon's (laughs) kind of a dead-end road, except for the watermelon crawl. Which How I is watermelon a dead end road? You're the only person in the world that thinks that. Okay, sorry. We'll tell, explain. <laughs> I have watermelon, watermelon is salad. the best fruit by a country mile. <laughs> All right. I mean, I won't even argue with you on that, but I'm, I guess watermelon flavor. Tanya comes out as anti-watermelon. <laughs> God. Damn. I would never. I do love watermelon. I just only ever oh, eat walk it, it as walking itself. It back now. <laughs> you don't like you don't like getting your big slice, putting your little salt on it, and going to town. Oh, I love it. Well, you know, like um, maybe you know, like natural selection, like environmental factors work to select out the weaker genetic mutations or whatever. Like, imagine if you—it's it's, it's why I'm enduring so much right now. <laughs> <laughs> It's trying like a motherfucker to select you out. <laughs> yeah. You're a survivor, though, man. You're not going to go out that easily. You're a survivor. That's true, man. I ain't no bitch. <laughs> um, but imagine if you were like one of the Italian dudes in like the f- 15th, 16th century or whatever who like got, if you're like me, you know, got really bad heartburn from tomato-based cuisine. Tomato paste, tomato sauce, 
tomato salad. It just gave you bad heartburn. So it's like a revolutionary moment in your country. It, a revolutionary moment in terms of cuisine, anyways. And everybody's just fucking getting to enjoy pasta and um, uh, pizza and all this shit with tomato. But you, you don't get, you know what I mean? Like, so I don't know. Would you have died? Would you have not been able to live in that new world? Would you have been selected out because you didn't get the uh, strong esophageal or song, strong digestive um, abilities, you know, capacities? I don't know. You know what I'm saying? I have a pretty, sh- I have a pretty strong gut, but I'm sure something else would have took me out. I don't think <laughs> my that's guess how. is syphilis. <laughs> my God, <laughs> get on! Come on, this, that, that actually Mother's that's a, being disrespected over here. That's a fun, a fun game. What ancient? What takes you out? What yeah takes you out? Six hundred years ago, the you. I'm sure it would be my period because I have terrible, terrible periods, and without medication and modern attempts at survival i don't i think it would have just took me out see back then though they didn't really have like laws in the way that we do now like you could just get um like opium they probably had some sort of like poppy elixir Mm. that you know that you'd get just fucking you know absolutely just strung out on it would probably be okay All right, well, then I could probably hack it. Yeah. I'm thinking dysentery would have got you well before your period did. <laughs> What's dysentery? What's that? You know. The, another. The bubble guts on steroids. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, I think it's still, like, the leading cause of death for, in, like, in most, most of, of the, the world. world right now. Yeah, diarrhea oh, yeah. kills a lot of people, and we just... We just like pop some Pepto Mizbone, not thinking nothing else about it. But man, shit in places where there's water scarcity is fucking brutal. I think much about it all the time. <laughs> you solidarity with everybody with stomach ailments worldwide. That's- <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. I'm currently battling a stomach bug myself, and it's not it ain't been cute. I'm going to tell you that right now. Uh-huh. I feel like I'm coming out the other end of it, though, maybe. Well, I, 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 all I was saying was, <clears throat> you know, there are unsung heroes in history, people that don't get their due. They're passed over by the changing tides of um, political reality, economic reality, even, um, I don't know, food reality? What would you call that? Gourmand uh, cuisine reality? <laughs> yeah. So you think they just get crystallized in this sort of time period and then the 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 flow of history moves on without them and they just never recover? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm saying we need to recognize those people today. Those people need a day, you know? Like, there's Arbor like Day, the guy Columbus that, Day, Labor Day. The guy that uh, was... Uh, fossilized jacking off when Mount Vesuvius yes, erupted. Yes, that guy. That guy is in the same category as the guy who had really bad heartburn when they introduced tomatoes in the Italian peninsula in the 16th century and he could not enjoy <laughs> a good time with his pals anymore. They all wanted to eat fucking pasta all the time. Hey, fucking Bruno, what's the matter? What's, what's wrong over there? 
It's like any anybody that's like quit drinking for a period of time's kind of experienced that too, and that sort yeah. of like the anguish that comes yeah. with like, oh well, no more nights out getting toasted with the boys anymore because my constitution literally can't handle it. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's, I feel that a little bit. I've I've gotten over that a little bit, but that one that was really tough when I first started cutting down on my drinking. That's the hardest part about it. Yeah, it was the like social. Yeah, because like everyone treats nobody's you, gonna find you cool anymore. Everyone treats you <laughs> weird as fuck, and then you're like, <laughs> "No, nah, I'm still cool, man." Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's fine, man. Yeah, you like totally, man. It's like totally fine. <laughs> but do you want to hear how I hit rock bottom? <laughs> oh. Yeah, they treat you like you've just been diagnosed with leukemia. Hey, man, oh is there any way God. I can like? Make this like you know, like less awkward for you, or then something, and then like your worst friends just like go on party without you. But yeah, that's a bummer. I mean, the all of which is to say, a big topic of discourse today is the vibe shift, the impending shift in vibes, and I'm just saying like some people get left behind, and we got to honor those people. And, you know, you might have been the guy who couldn't eat tomatoes or eggplant or brassicas, you know, in Italy back in the day. And you might be a guy now who can't, uh, who, who lives in rural eastern Kentucky and he can't keep up with the changing times. It's Which, something nobody's talked about in the whole Appalachian just transition equation is maybe a <laughs> vibe switch just left us all behind. <laughs> Well, I mean, it further goes to my belief that we are true neutral. Like, we're, we'll always be cool because we're so far removed, as long as we still live here. The second I fucking move to actually, like, a city, I'm I'm lame as fuck, man. I'm not... You're subject to the vibe check, Exactly. Man. Or to the vibe switch. Exactly. That is true, man. You're kind of... Uh, being in Eastern Kentucky, you are at once... Like out of style and forever in style. Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, tell me more. Well, it's just like things move at such a glacial pace, <laughs> and our misery is perpetual. So it's mm-hmm. like you're constantly, uh, you know, not far removed from conversations about the human condition, but uh-huh. also like. You're not bound to the same sort of style and cultural cycles as everybody else. You know? Even political cycles. Even you know what I'm saying? Like Yeah. In some ways we are fossils, dinosaurs, literally. I mean, even the way we talk is from a different <laughs> age, you know? <laughs> dinosaurs. Uh-huh. I mean, I got like like my nephew talks like he's from Indianapolis or something. I was like, that just happened in like two generations. <laughs> so I don't know the vibe check man or the vibe switch I don't know why I keep saying vibe check that's that's that crypto very, talk very uncool well, I, I think that's part of it I mean it, it, you have like a vibe audit that people like run on you you know yeah yeah just a check in some ways for sure yeah yeah Tanya what's your what's uh, so, okay, carry on. Me, I'll hold. I'll hold my questions till we get further along. 
I don't have an agenda. I just um, feel like perhaps maybe the times have passed us by because I hate to be the bearer of bad news, guys, but I just received the news this week. We were passed over for an Appy Award. I know this is oh really hard. God. This is really hard for you to accept. But we what, were what's it. an Appy? <laughs> what's an Appy Award? Tanya, it's just the most prestigious <laughs> award that an Appalachian media maker can receive. <laughs> it, yes. Damn. It is. It's we got like, snubbed. We got it's, snubbed. It's, it's the Oscars or the Grammys or the Emmys or whatever for Appalachian media. And we got snubbed. That's bullshit, man. I mean, I mean what, what was our category? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to hear. We weren't even in the runnings. They didn't even nominate <laughs> us. Who was in the running? I don't know. For, For what? Me, what was? What would our category Michael Keaton's be? return in Dope Sick? <laughs> was that Michael Keaton? No. I didn't watch it. I thought for some reason I have I have a memory of Michael Keaton being in yeah, that. Yeah, he's in it. Yeah, he's the doctor. Wait. No, they really do have like best country music. Best gospel. Best gospel. We should have been in this one. Best gospel. Sunday service got root for best gospel. Oh. No. <laughs> best jazz. Best jazz. <laughs> Who's fucking making jazz? Dude, I wonder like who 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 are like the jazz hip cats in like you know fucking Corbin or Charleston, West Virginia, you know. <laughs> That's a that's like a that's like a niche we could corner. We could just start dressing like beatniks and like yeah. saying "Daddy O" and stuff like that. Just being into jazz, like real into jazz. <laughs> Grow that mustache. That's just. Like Are you the looking soul for patch. a new thing, Tom? You feel like you need a new thing? Yeah, just this. Yeah, I need to reinvent myself. I've in no in no wise pleased with what I've become. <laughs> Just wake up and look in the mirror. So disappointing. <laughs> I had I had promise at various points and just never quite got over the hump. <laughs> well, this this is all coming off uh, an apocalyptic eve for us. No one's doing great right now. What's the apocalyptic eve? What happened? I don't even want to discuss. I don't even want to mention it. We want to talk about it. What happened? Okay. Well, Damn, you, can't, you can't dangle the carrot from Are you okay, buddy? Just... What's going on over there? <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> no, no. Uh, it's just the ball game. Oh, the, oh, I thought you said the apocalyptic eve. I thought you said like something bad was on the bad moon was on the horizon. Oh, no. Sorry. I, we're, it was last night, so eve would be the night before. Oh, that's that was an aberration, Tanya. This team can't do nothing without Ty Ty Washington. So, as he goes, so goes the team. If he's healthy, well, we're going to win the championship. If he's not healthy, we'll lose. That's that's it. That's all well, an to... Oscar. They had a bench Oscar. He's fine. I know. Big he, old's I know he's, fine. I know he's not hurt, but <clears throat> but can you believe a fight broke out in about fucking five minutes time? <laughs> Yeah, the UK strength coach almost fought the whole Tennessee team. 
<laughs> just absolute redneck Olympics. <laughs> I couldn't. I just. I almost want to watch it again, but it's so sad and painful. Oh man! Oh man! I'm sorry. But mom couldn't. Mom couldn't stay up at late, and I. She asked me what happened. She said, "What the hell happened? What happened?" And I couldn't hardly explain it. I was like, "God, mom." I, well, I told her Tata went out. That was big, but I was like, I don't know. Wasn't good. Damn it, motherfucker. They don't just list the actual nominees. Categories. I still want to know what category we would be. Like, uh, greatest nihilist, <laughs> cult, best looking, <laughs> sexiest, most heartburn. <laughs> Most aggregate <laughs> stomach acid. Mo- most uh, most nagging body ailments. <laughs> <laughs> most prostate problems. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they, they have a woman on the show and they still take that category in a walk. <laughs> I don't know. They're announcing them. I should have just watched this before and I was watching it, but I got bored and turned it off. But there's oh, like... It's like a feed it's an it's this a, it's is live a, somewhere it's like an award announcement um where are they at prestonsburg it's coming out of the mountain art the mountain art center i was about to say this coming out of the mountain art center yes it, it is it's the second yeah. annual appy awards then we've been then we've been uh snubbed, <laughs> snubbed twice, twice in a row then it's the second time the first time we didn't even know you know what? It hurts double. I feel like the the Appalachian community at large has not accepted us. You know, I think that's fucked up, honestly, because they talk so much about <laughs> acceptance and <laughs> inclusivity. inclusivity, and they won't accept people with bad GI tracks. That's that. Surely, that is the reason. No better not- than Rocco and the boys in 16th century Italy. <laughs> Best hip hop. Leaving us in the dust. Wait, wait, wait. The best hip hop. Bryson Tiller. I mean, dude, the, has Bryson Tiller put out a song in like six years? Like, come on. And he's from Louisville. Why am I is reading it the whole this? statewide? That is, that is, yeah, that's a little bit of a reach there. They're just calling all of Kentucky Appalachian now. I think. Love that. Best worship album. Just kidding. No, but really, they really did Steven have like Curse a Chapman. They had like a best worship. That's weird. Best worship session. The um, best original movie. The what? Red wine and blue fugits. Wow. <laughs> Gosh. Okay, we made it. We made it. <laughs> Retraction. Last year, last year we actually made it too. Last year, um, Teddy Roosevelt, the true Hollywood story, the behind the scenes biopic. Uh huh. Teddy Roosevelt biopic won last year. I'd just like to thank the Academy <laughs> and everybody that believed in me. I'd like to thank the Academy of Appalachian Studies Association. <laughs> You know, I'd, I've never won a damn award in my life. I don't know if I have either. Well, that's not true. I won the Geography B in sixth grade. Yeah, you and, and it hung over our water cooler in our house for two years. 
I'd look at that smug bastard's accolades every time I want a crisp, refreshing beverage. I still or have Or an auto elementary spelling bee champion. I still have Y'all it. didn't win any sports trophies? Mm-mm. No, I've, I, as, as much tennis as I played, I never won, I've never won a tennis tournament. I won a few swim meets. I had some medals. I don't know what happened to them. They're cheap as fuck. I guess I did win the county geography bee in elementary academics, but that, they just gave me a ribbon for that and then moved me on to the bigger uh, tournament where I got washed. Mm-hmm. I won a most improved player one time, and <laughs> that's essentially miscongeniality. <laughs> like most photogenic or something. Most like improved player. The thing, the thing you give to the. It's like worst improved player literally means by definition worst player. <laughs> it means you it means you scored most the least was it worst? <laughs> I was most. They had like best that just made, well. Go ahead. Um but I did win I did get like most RBIs in a tournament one time and they had a trophy for it. Damn. Bad got bitch. A, got a regular shit. slugger. <laughs> I bet. I mean, I wish I had some trophies. Some surely there's trophies? a a best podcast category because that I just saw that they had best vlogger. Vlogger. Oh God. Who is it? I won't look them up. I don't know. It, they've already moved on to best male vocalist, Tom Sexton. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that settles it. <laughs> that settles a weeks-long debate here on the program. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Frank Sinatra never won a nappy. Uh, it's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, best wind and instrument. Well, instrumentation. Best woodwind. You best woodwind, right? I think that's what they meant. <laughs> best oboe player in the mountains. Best blowjob in all of Appalachia. <laughs> Hard to quantify. Best tattoo artist. Man, what the fuck? I mean, really, why? Really, why can't we be included in this? Okay, hold on. Were there. Are they announcing winners or are they announcing nominees? Were there nominees? These are nominees. So it's multiple per category? It is, yeah. We didn't even well, get I mean, nominated? By definition. Is there a category for crankiest podcast? <laughs> we didn't get nominated for that? They had to make a new category just for, to appease us. It's like the most the the best podcast ran by three bitter assholes. <laughs> right. Least informed <laughs> most aggravated. <laughs> Well, if I see bed pot, best podcasts here, I'll let you guys know. I'm going to have to watch this entire thing, so you guys just talk for the next 20 minutes, and I'll I'll get back to you. <laughs> yeah, I need to know who's nominated, at least. <laughs> best Kentucky dance. What is this? Best dance educator. Okay, come on. We're getting a little niche here. My God, that's a little <laughs> in the woods. Best dance educator? Not even best dancer? <laughs> is that like... People As, who own studios, like Dance Mom style, or is this public school? That's somebody's wife's getting that. They made that category for somebody's <laughs> wife. Are there any like like uh, 
for like uh, artists, like artists. You know what I mean? Like is Doug Adams in the running for anything? Well, they had oh, best. God. They had best. They had best painter. So it's like they probably ca- <laughs> they probably categorize so it all That's out a- like best sculptor, best quilter, you know. Best music educator. That's, that's that's such a funny way to put that. Best painter. Uh-huh. <laughs> Cause it could be house painter. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Richard McIntosh better be in the running there. McIntosh painting. <laughs> no, no, no. My uncle Michael J has his own Sizemore's paint and wallpaper. I'm nominating Michael that's J. Sizemore. Nepotism. <laughs> Best hedge fund got- manager. When uh he got hired on to paint a bunch, redo, repaint a, like a dozen local WalMarts, big job he landed. And they, but he had to do it at night through the night shift when there wasn't as many people in the store. He hired mom to come be the spot for the truck lift, and she fell asleep on the job. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe they won't be nominated. <laughs> Is there a category for a literary category? Best writer? Yeah. Best novelist, best short story writer, best poet. Yeah, they na- they named them, and I didn't know any of them. I don't think. I don't know. I wasn't really paying attention. This is fucked up. This is the elephant. The elephant in the room is us. They did not oh, say God. us. <clears throat> but no, I really don't care. But it is funny though, like that you would have a like a media product with like I don't know. I, I, at this point, we probably have like thirty-five thousand listeners or so. I mean, about, about almost a quarter of a million listeners a month. Yeah, uh, like uh, if you're talking uh, back catalog people and everything. A quarter of a million a month? You mean listens? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you got to you got to go with the big numbers, Terrence. Best drummer, percussionist. What the fuck? Who who got nominated above <laughs> you? Caleb, some the guy from Wait, Sunday. So you really the guy from Sunday Best who beats on the box. I think he got the it. Cajon player from Sunday Best got in over you. No, <laughs> no. Wait, Terrence. I thought this was a good bit. You really are. You really are concerned that we've been snubbed from the Appies. <laughs> no, but I'm saying you have to go out of your way to do it. Is all I'm saying, and that to me is really fucking funny. Out of your way to do what? To to like pass us over. I mean, it's like if you if you had this broad geographical region and you're like just doing it on metrics, you're like looking at who is like quote unquote most successful and has like a greater platform and reach. Like no one even comes close to us. I mean, I'm not trying to wax my really? own car. I guess you could argue that the what is it? My brother, my brother, and me. Yeah. I yeah, I was going to say, there's that Huntington crew. They got way more. And, hell, right here in Letcher County, there's YouTube stars with hundreds of thousands of views on ever, on all the shit they do. Fucking hillbilly and wife. <sighs> well, fine then. Then I guess we're just average and nobody. <laughs> I guess everyone is just eclipsing us. If and Also, if the hillbilly and the wife has hundreds of thousands of listeners, I'll kiss your ass. Get on YouTube right now and look them up. Last video I watched of them was she had wife had went and took a nap, 
and he was left babysitting his own kid, as hillbillies do, and he put the kid in the walker. The kid was just walking around in the walker, and he got uh, chocolate pudding and rubbed chocolate pudding all over the baby coming out of the diaper and shit, and when she got up, she he acted like he was asleep on the couch, and she lost it, thinking the baby had pulled a bunch of shit out of its diaper and was eating it. Okay. They have some, but they've been up for like years. Say, who, I know that guy. Wait, who am I, I talking? Know. Uh, who is? What am I looking up? What's it called? Hill Hillbilly and Wife. Hillbilly and Wife. Yeah, and now that you count TikTok, now with TikTok, I mean, <laughs> ever stuttering teenager can. Nah, they. Fuck it. Nah, we still we still got them. We still got them. <clears throat> All the TikToks. We're a dying, what is a dying platform? Everybody's just watching TikTok to tell. <laughs> this is. And them damn things move so fast. No wonder they get millions of views immediately. I, I mean, I just don't even know how that works. The, you know, the wife on the hillbilly and the wife is uh, Brian Literal from the Backstreet Boys' cousin. Huh. <laughs> yeah, Meg, I went to high school with her. Oh, a girl claimed that that I went to Camp Earl Wallace with at summer camp when I was growing up and. She about got her ass whooped for lying. Are they Not gonna? Me. Are they gonna become like a reality show? Okay. Yo, Billy and wife. Yeah. They already are. <laughs> they already are on YouTube. You know it's, it's uh, what the fuck, fart sprayed dinosaur prank. Interesting. This is just riveting content, isn't it? Anyways, um, our evaluation of the appies. Yeah, uh, it's just. <laughs> just well, just I like, just want to hear the, the. I just want to hear if there's a podcast category and who's nominated. I I didn't see one. I mean, maybe they had to maybe. do away with the whole category because they knew they couldn't have the category. They couldn't snub us. Yeah, they couldn't snub us without it being obvious. So, are hillbilly and wife nominated as vloggers? Probably. I mean, I did see something like that in there. Like they had vlogger, and then they had it said something about hillbilly. It probably that's probably what it was. <laughs> Peace and blessings to the hillbilly and the wife. I mean, I just think we have too much come talk to be taken seriously, which I appreciate. That's why I keep bringing it up. <laughs> I don't talk about it. We're we're too sex positive. That's true. Yeah, if we were more sex negative. Like sex is bad. Yeah, everybody should. Not we gotta have be more. It. We gotta be more repre- repressive. I guess that's the secret. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, it's weird. This coincided with this op-ed from Gail Manchin about what ARC is doing right now. Is there some sort of like, what's going on? Why are they suddenly doing another round of the future is bright in? Awesome. Something oh, going on? That again? Well, you remember, like, Biden was trying to uh, ingratiate himself to the mansion so that Joe Manchin would vote for the Build Back Better thing. Oh. So he gave Gail Manchin the appointment as ARC director, and then, and then Joe still didn't go with him on that. <laughs> Can he have her removed? That is kind of a hilarious dude. Just fuck you to the to the president of the United States. It's like eat shit, bro. 
that's an incredible purchase. Like that's an incredible like compromise for like a favor. Like you do this for me, I'll make your wife head of the ARC. <laughs> I'll put your wife in charge of a billion dollars. Right. That that is kind of that is kind of a really funny thing. It's like of all the ways you could proposition a man about his wife, that's like <laughs> doesn't really hit the board. He had to he had to fuck her and a pointer, both. Um, that was the deal. This Cuck is sad. What's Gail have to say about our bright future? I I read it and it's there's nothing in it. It's not even it's beyond funny. parody. It's yeah, beyond it's just. <laughs> it's so sad. It's your classic shit. It's why, like, you can listen to an episode of this show from like now, and listen to it in like 2017, and nothing is really different except maybe our voice. Maybe we sound a little more mature, but like the content <laughs> is all basically the same. Oh, have we all went through puberty in the last four years? <laughs> <clears throat> well, I she had some, I've what had more. Saying? I've had more acid reflux on the esophagus, which you know that'll change your voice over time, right? It's like smoking. Uh, You're gonna sound like Tom Waits before the run of the shows, though. Mm-hmm. I, my favorite part of this was some of this was self-inflicted. <laughs> <laughs> some of what? And so the whole thing is like Appalachia can no longer be an island. So she's like, talk about like all of the hard scrabble stuff, exploitation, blah, blah, blah. Then she goes, but some of this was self-inflicted. Appalachia's remoteness may, made many parents wary of what lay beyond. Oh, good Lord. Then she gets into the brain drain stuff. It's like, oh, God. oh man. So. Has there been, a, I hate to, to quote... The late, great Wiley Coyote. I love, or what is it, his original sin number. Didn't we talk about this recently? Yeah. None of us can figure out what his original sin poem is. No, yes, I can. I guarantee I can come up with it. I thought we did the last time. I know the punchline, but I can't add the first step. The punchline is I just can't think of anything else. He said, I believe anything in new. original sin. I believe in original sin. I just can't think of anything new. This is this bit. This is all these fucking people. They, can't, um, they have, are just popping out, cranking out the same old number over and over again, dusting off the old records, which, you know, I love a vintage spin. Go ahead. Go off, well, Grace. Grace. Dale. <laughs> Grace. Um... It is an interesting premise, though. Um, no community is an island cut off from the rest of America. President JFK spoke these words about the necessity for an Appalachian highway system during a 1960 campaign stop in Charleston, West Virginia. While many gains have been made, and they need to be acknowledged, President Biden could go today to Cumberland, Maryland, or Boone, North Carolina, or Middlesboro, Kentucky, or yeah. Pistol City. <laughs> Go to Millsboro. We got a Cracker Barrel. He'd go to Pistol City and see Wayne Hall's dick, famous for the long trip. (laughs) He used to throw that thing out of the side of a pair of coveralls and piss going down the road. Go to Millsboro and see Lee Major's dick. (laughs) Does Lee Major's live in Middlesboro? Yep. I always heard he lived in that mansion on the right. I know he's dead now, but he lived on that mansion in the right when you come into Fayette County. 
may have moved up there. Who knows? But we claim him. <laughs> um, could a go- but President Biden could today go to any of these or any oh, number oh, of large and small me. towns. Well, the point I want to make is Gail saying like Biden needs to go to these towns and announce that, like no community is an island. As you pointed out on the episode last week, Biden literally Don't went to like he the tornado, destructed uh, the the town that had been leveled by a tornado, and not only did nothing, like promised them something, and then denied all of their applications. For this him. motherfucker laced up sneakers and ironed his slacks <laughs> to walk through Mayfield, Kentucky, to blow smoke up the ass of tornado survivors. Right. The fucking all that. I mean, <laughs> so I don't think, Gail. I don't think that Biden coming to uh, Boone, North Carolina, or Pistol City, Kentucky, as much as I would like to see that, I don't think it's going to do much. <laughs> it might actually keep that idea. Be bad. Keep it I, in the hopper, Gail. Keep right. it in the hoppers. Keep keep trying to figure it out. That ain't going to do it. <laughs> Could you imagine a scenario where the Reverend Glenn Gross over at Pistol City? first whatever walks <laughs> joe brandon through pistol city and just oh my god gives him that history. is a funny that's a fun i think gail's trying to get biden whacked like yeah you know go on down to hazard kentucky joe yeah, we yeah. got some nice dresses for you <laughs> <laughs> right around the corner there no keep going <laughs> okay then i've been full support gail <laughs> He would I really up, can't. He would get whacked down here, probably. She does this give us a shout out. Me. She gives us a shout out in this op-ed. Oh. We have pockets of artists, innovators, and entrepreneurs creating <laughs> micro ventures on digital platforms. That's right. Oh, that's, a, that's our category: micro venture. Big, best <laughs> micro venture. Appalachia needs more of these kinds of newly hatched businesses, some of which eventually surge into big firms. Like us, the line keeps going up, except for when it doesn't. <laughs> no, I, I, this is haunting me. This this motherfucker. Eighty. So what's they they filled fourteen percent of requests. So that means eighty six. Is that right? My math bad. Eighty six percent of people got a letter that said "fuck you" uh-huh. to an address they no longer have. Uh huh. Just like just just how how much of a parody American life has become. The the mailman comes to the house that's been destroyed and the, just you know puts the mail puts the the denial letter of their FEMA benefits. Where the mailbox would be, and it just drops on the just ground. Just drops it on the ground. <laughs> yeah. Just I just left it out there where your mailbox was before a <laughs> historical 35,000-foot-tall, mile-wide tornado took it out. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I, like it. I, like this, I like this paragraph. Um, we also know a young man who graduated from an Appalachian community college with an associate degree in welding. Good job, man. <laughs> it's just Do like we? Do one we? motherfucker with a w- associate's degree in welding. America needs welders and those who understand and have been trained in the building crafts. He has become a line manager oh. at a local oh plant building critical airplane parts. It's like that meme from Liar Liar where Jim Carrey's like looking around like what fucking airplane plant? Pl- There's no airplane plants <laughs> like <laughs> we're fucking around here. 
<laughs> I, 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 I even know of one guy that graduated from welding school. Man, <laughs> <laughs> if I had a nickel for every time I grew up with some guy that said he was going to go get his welding license and all that stuff. <laughs> Come on. They've been selling set for a minute. Which, nothing wrong with welders. I ain't, you know. No, it's, it's I mean, it's tight. I think it's actually cool. I just think it's funny that, like. Have, have welders in particular ever had trouble getting gigs? Right, like they it's act, a, act like not. It's like a, it's like yeah, plumbing, it's, like pl- It's like it's like a yeah. job like plumbing, like it, they're in high demand. But um, damn, oh, man. Appalachia. We, we know a young man. This is like <laughs> just one motherfucker with a welder. This oh, is pretty yeah, funny. I, you, I don't think you finished that paragraph, Tom, because it says. Appalachia lags the rest of the nation in microventure creation, but this rate of entrepreneurship should improve as America delivers on its commitment to universally connecting all communities to the broadband superhighway. I like that there's like, she basically pointed out um, a microventure gap. There is we lag the rest of the nation in microventures, guys. Um, and we are a microventure. I I don't think you read the rest of that paragraph, Terrence. It says. You have the Trillbillies who rank number 61 in the world on Patreon uh, podcast, but as for the rest of these ignorant coal smudge reprobates, they haven't quite been able to bridge the digital divide. Wait. You're right, I missed Interesting that. analysis. I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. But. Wait, we're ranked right. 60? 61, I think. In in podcasts all overall? Um, Yeah, for Patreon, yeah. I don't know. Really? Yeah. Based on what? Not for projects, period. But just based on big dick size, based on the size of our dicks. If you well, combine them, on, yeah. I'll give you that because I got a lot. <laughs> we'll string them all together. Yeah, Tanya bumps our average up. Mm-hmm. Lay all my dicks out in a line. My God. Well, I mean, I just want to thank Gail for that that nod, though. Yes, yeah, I mean, she mighty. didn't have to write that, but you know, I got to give her props for. Her. Putting her neck out, sticking her neck out for us. I know that wasn't easy. Oh, a new energy consulting firm. Whether someone's creating a new energy consulting firm in West Virginia, an arts and crafts digital platform in Pennsylvania, or a specialty foods business in Kentucky, search firms create more flexible, nimble, and resilient economies that also create stickiness for talent who want to stay and thrive in Appalachia. That is one of the worst sentences. Dude, that's up there. I mean, I've read some bad sentences in my day of like trawling through, you know, grant applications and all this. But that's that's a banger. Like Gail like reached back, you know, up the up the, you know, sleeve of tricks and pulled out like an all-time like a Bohemian Rhapsody type solo. Let me read that again. I just want to read that again for you guys. <laughs> Whether someone is creating a new energy consulting firm in West Virginia, an arts and crafts digital platform in Pennsylvania, or a specialty foods business in Kentucky, such firms create more flexible, nimble, and resilient economies, and this is where I think it gets special or unique, that also create stickiness for talent who want to stay and thrive in Appalachia. They, they, like, they have like a stickiness visual... Stickiness for talent. They, they almost have like a sort of visual. You know what I'm saying? Like to them, if you can visualize the economy, 
It would need to be nimble and resilient, but sticky. Things need to stick to it. <laughs> you know, like I wish I wish I could just like problem solve with abs like abstractions like that. It's weird, right? Like it, they see the world as a kind of like matrix of, um, I don't even know. It's like I guess like a running stream of sort of numbers and equations and stuff. So if you if you create like resilience and flexibility in the economy, like people can can sort of fall into those grooves in the matrix of reality and appalachia, and then they get stuck there, and their talent is allowed to grow like a seed. You can never leave, but you'll have a steady income now when you when you get sticky. <laughs> Stickiness, huh? Weird. We could we could be nominated for stickiest podcast. Yeah, no, definitely. All the come. We're pretty sticky. I mean, I'm pr- mm-hmm. I'm I've myself am pretty sticky. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, um, I just want to narrow in our our perfect category. Man, a strategic you know? plan. This is ARC's two thousand. I think this is what it is. I think what the purpose of this article is they're announcing ARC's twenty twenty two to twenty twenty six strategic plan. Throughout twenty twenty one, ARC hosted community conversations, focus groups and a public survey to gather input and affirm an investment framework to meet Appalachia's economic needs. Approximately 2,000 participants shared insights on the strengths, challenges, and opportunities facing communities, along with ideas to advance economic prosperity. Man, why the fuck didn't I get to go to any of these? You would think you would think the number 63-ranked uh, podcast on Patreon would get a little, get a little say in this agenda. The biggest micro-venture, this side of I-75. Hmm. Biggest micro-venture. Biggest micro-venture. <laughs> that is like, that is an, an oxymoron, isn't it? <laughs> the biggest micro. <laughs> the biggest micro. South of 75, or east of 75, and this is crazy. south of 64. Dude, check, <laughs> check this 20 out. 20 county. <laughs> ARC's roles to successfully implement its strategic mission. ARC commits itself to the following roles, and then it's got all these like I don't know. Ro- it's it sounds like Scientology. You can be a catalyst. You can be an investor, a capacity builder, an advocate, a convener. What? A researcher, an evaluator, an equity driver, a coach, and a navigator. You could be dog. I want to be a navigator. I want to drive a pink <clears throat> Jeep Wrangler for my work. So maybe I'll I could sign up as navigator. Yeah, ARC assists the region with navigating the complex federal funding landscape to strategically assess and leverage funding to support key projects. Okay, I'm triggered. I can't fucking read any more of this. It was funny None of that at first. Means anything? <laughs> Their whole strategic plan is made of all these subgroups that don't mean anything. Yeah. This this I love this is the same energy as when little towns spend like their entire budget. Like Manchester, Kentucky spent like a million dollars or something, every bit every bit they had on a consultant on a consulting firm to tell them how to like bring business and tourism and whatever, how to save their town. You know what they did? <laughs> I can I can take a 
couple of guesses. Uh, I, let's guess. <laughs> Give us two guesses. Okay. Terrence, you go first. Well, I mean, I think surely it was a feasibility study, right? <laughs> that's that's a good that's a good guess. No, <laughs> they may have done that, but okay, the, I the got ultimate, mine is the ultimate output. What was the ultimate output of this hot meal they dropped? I'm gonna oh. say industrial part. Not even that. Not even that much. Damn. That that'd have been a step up. All they got was a new city slogan called City of Hope. <laughs> I spent, they spent a million dollars on consulting people to go with City of Hope. I don't actually know the number, but it was a lot of money. And they just got a City of Hope. Uh, and then they paid more money to put it on a sign beneath Manchester. City of Hope. <laughs> oh, man. I, that's, that's good. I don't even know what to do with that. Yeah, it's, it's a lot. Um, I mean, how many feasi- How much money has been spent on feasibility of the fucking Boone Hotel? You know, uh, um, untold. Terrence wrote about that. Yeah, I know. I'm asking an expert. I want to know. <laughs> Several mil. I will. Ne- one of the greatest days of our lives is people. Terrence. <laughs> the day. The day Terrence is published mentioning that shithole, there's people in there with brooms, <laughs> Like, oh shit. Terrence, you could argue Terrence put people back to work. <laughs> I guess I put people back to work. You're right. People were like, oh, oh, damn. And we wonder why he's got such an ego. He created oh. four, four sweeping jobs. <laughs> I pointed that out, to be fair. At the time. Oh, fuck. I know. But bears repeating. You're a job I mean, no, creator, Terrence. I know, I know, I know. I'm saying, like, that, that that's the kind of shit that will break your brain and will make you think, like, you're the protagonist <laughs> of reality. Did that come up at the Super Bowl party? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, you know, for anybody that's like, you know has suggestions about what to do with the ill-gotten gain and what whatsoever what y'all don't understand is that if if the three of us really wanted to we could be obscenely wealthy if we just wanted to just grift on the appalachia <laughs> bright future shit wait is that true i feel like i'm trying no i mean I wa- like I, I want a trailer on the lake and i would do about anything to get it tom tell me what to do no i mean like uh, there's dastardly stuff you could pull i'll tell you what to do you could be a you could be a catalyst for ARC. You could seek <laughs> to catalyze. Has. Been there, done that. Put me in the fucking poorhouse. <laughs> seek to catalyze innovation in the region by cultivating and supporting new and burgeoning ideas for projects and activities in local communities. I don't say this lightly. I don't know if I've actually ever articulated this before, but I genuinely hope the conservatives are actually successful at defunding this fucking worthless relic yeah. of of a government agency <laughs> like, it, it really does nothing i mean it really does nothing I mean, except remember like back in the year of our lord probably well, i'll give it what 2013 2012 we spent a bunch of fucking time digging up all this all these records about how roger's spending and how he's moved money around uh-huh remember uh-huh. I mean, we created a, 
there's a big, I remember the visual was a big <laughs> spider web of fucking shit. He's, you know, his scams. Uh-huh. He had sent ARC money <laughs> to his daughter <laughs> to That's study true. tigers in Africa. <laughs> oh, boy. I mean, that's, that's just the funnest one. That's what? Damn. Oh, God. Big pork daddy. I don't, yeah, I can't read this anymore. I, I feel really ashamed and embarrassed that for having spent the last 50 or so minutes on it. Sorry, everybody, don't hold it against me. That's, you know. We were talking about the appies. What do you mean? I know. Oh, man. I feel I feel bad. I feel like I did something like I feel like I smoked like six or seven cigarettes. You know what I mean? Like, you know, for, for me personally, I don't smoke anymore, really. But every now and then I'll be like, yeah, I want to smoke. So I'll buy a pack and I'll smoke like three or four cigarettes in a night. And I'll be like, what the fuck? What did I just do that? Like, that's how I feel right now. Having just read that, I just like, oh, fuck, dude. Like, now my anxiety's bad. Like, I'm going to be coughing and shit. You got a head I rush. Exposed, I exposed people to this. You got a head rush. Your chest exactly. is hurting. You got I cotton expo- mouth. I got exposed people to it. Yes, exactly. got a headache now. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, I pull that with black and milds. I'm sorry, everybody. Rough stuff. Do you want to read about the vibe shift that's coming? Tom, did you want to read about this? Honestly, I kind of found it a compelling article, and I was kind of interested in what Tanya's opinions on it would be. Oh, I love it when I come here and you say, we're interested in what you have to say, Tanya. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's vibe shift then. (laughs) Really or no? (laughs) (laughs) Well, what I took out of this is that, like, okay... There's going to be another 30-year-old guy that's going to tell me what is cool and what's not. And then the other thing I took is that, like, it's another 30-year-old guy, much like myself, that's mad that he didn't get rich in his, like, window. Uh-huh. I don't know if there's anything worse than a guy that founded a collective called K-Hole <laughs> that went on to advise <laughs> corporations about what was cool and what was not. Oh, Talk, getting to be the arbiter of what's, you know culture <laughs> i mean that's that's basically it that is literally it um it's about this guy sean monahan who was able to distinguish or i don't know parse out three discernible like vibe shifts over the last 20 years 20 years um the first was hipster indie music circa 2003 to 2009 or peak arcade fire block party high-waisted cheap Mondays Williamsburg bespoke cocktail bars. The second was post-internet techno revival circa 2010 to 2016 or the blood orange era normcore dressing like the matrix kill folk the club not kill folk the magazine. A lot of this is probably New York references which again makes us the arbiter I mean this unironically of what is cool. We are true neutral. Um, yeah. And the third is Hype Beast Woke circa 2016 to 2020 or Drake at his Drakest, the Nike sneakers app 
sneaker flipping, virtue signaling Donald Trump protests, not brunch. Um, so uh, I think his epochs bleed over into each other a little bit, and I think he's a little bit, but okay, I'll, I'll grant him that. That's a pretty fair assessment of the different eras. Uh huh. Well, um, apparently we might be entering a new one. It's kind of been delayed by the what pandemic, you know, um, like the different variants. Yeah, the writer says, this vibe shift idea landed right as I was trying to figure out what hot girl summer, or hot vax summer, or the whoring 20s, or however you choose to label the expected triumphant return, was supposed to be, and who I was supposed to be in it. I was in the middle of attempting to relearn which clothes I wore, how I pursued sex, what drugs I took, and with whom, what music I danced to and where. I could accept that some of my old bars had clothes, and that a bunch of people I knew had babies but I also felt that time had stopped in some ways. It was reassuring to think the pandemic had hit pause on life or at least put things into slow-mo. That while some of us were inside or in the world, but social distancing or just keeping to ourselves as best we could, culture wasn't really moving forward. In therapy, I talked about how for the first time in years, I didn't feel acute FOMO. That's crazy. Um, Just... uh, People are talking about FOMO in therapy. <laughs> that's their that's their biggest issue. I mean, I could understand that, but like societally, that's not something that really weighs upon me. Like, I like if you experience FOMO at the community level, you know what I mean. It's you're all locked in your houses, you know, because as we were in like 2020. Yeah, that's. I think yeah, that's I can legitimate. See it as a bigger, a right? Big, that's like. A bigger, I, I wouldn't call that FOMO. Actually, what she's describing, the t- the very specific sensation of FOMO she's describing is quite literally living in eastern Kentucky. You are literally in a constant state of missing out in eastern Kentucky. So, like, just to live here would be to the general thing that she's basically opening up to her therapist about. I think it's real, though. I do, because I'm like, oh, my God, I could be living in Los Angeles. I could be living in New York. Mm. I could be doing this. And instead, yeah. I make the conscious choice not to. <laughs> but also, there's things that I find, like, irredeemably corny about all those places. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? One, a lot of my, to the degree that there's any culture, you know, I don't like to be like a gatekeeper of culture, but, like, you know. A lot of places steal from places like where I'm from and like repackage it as something, some new idea or vibe shift, you know. But then the other thing is, too, is like one thing that sucks about America is that there's no sort of local life anymore. Like Uh there's no such thing as local politics. There's no such thing as local journalism. And like even shit like, oh, like I was watching something the other day and it was like, like all these like Atlanta rappers, but they all live in Los Angeles now. And it's like, uh, you know, America was a lot better when every city from like coast to coast and in between had like its own sort of standard bearers and, and all that kind of stuff. And I don't know. I just hate the idea that like everybody just flocks to one or two cities now and that, you know, neither the twain shall meet. I mean, I guess there's like a distinction because, like every like culture 
is everywhere. Like, right. I mean, culture is a very, you know, universal term. Like anybody, any, a lot of different things can be culture. So like every city does have a distinct culture based on this sort of distinct, like <clears throat> political economic arrangement that's in it. But I think what they're talking about here, and I think what you're talking about too, is the culture that is like mass culture, the culture that's produced in recording studios and film production warehouses. And you know what I'm saying? Like that. Yeah. I think that's what they're talking about, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think what they're talking about is, uh, a vibe, (laughs) you know, like what, what people are wearing, what people listen to, what people are reading, all this kind of thing. And how do you sort of like, take that in aggregate and like make it like a sort of a defining era or, you know, or whatever right. you want to call it. Yeah. I, it's, it's what I was getting at with the FOMO that I think is valid is like, I think it's like what really generates a lot of FOMO is sort of a dissolution of culture. And I think that has to do directly with like the dissolution of local life is what I was getting at. Like you saw yeah. this during the Super Bowl, how like the Super Bowl matchup was cast as like sort of like, you know, the city of angels and this great like entertainment hub versus these hillbillies from Cincinnati and their and their hillbilly quarterback. You know what I mean? Right. Like, and I just hate that shit. It's like even sports. Sports fucking suck because like everybody just wants to go play for the big market teams. Like when we were young, it's like even the small market teams had their superstars and stuff, and now it's just like they get sort of the, you know, what falls off the table. So it's like when the Milwaukee Bucks won the title, I was like, okay, that's good. That signals something better for, you know, the more LeBron James loses as an LA Laker, the better, you know. Whatever happened to Big Fish Small Pond? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I mean, it's it's just like. But what I've said is, like, there's culture everywhere. You know, it's like Terrence said. It's like, you don't have to, like... I would even argue more so, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, right. It's like, I don't want to sound like our old pal Jeff Marietta, who, like, I think was, like, literally <laughs> quoted as saying, like, there's no culture anywhere except Appalachia. Like, basically, he's like, you know, the culture here is real and it's authentic. Like, you go to Paris or Dubai, there's no culture there. It's like, I don't want to sound like... Okay, okay, pal. <laughs> yeah, pa- Paris, famously devoid of culture. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ, this motherfucker. Like, I'm sure, like, all cities are shells of their former self. Like, even if you want to talk Los Angeles, like... Los Angeles coasts a lot on, like, the romantic 60s, like, Hollywood era. You know what I mean? Like, the new Hollywood era. Like, basically everything that, like, Quentin Tarantino is, like, nostalgic about in, like, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood before Manson sort of killed the 60s and and all that kind of stuff. But, like, and a lot of places float on that. Eastern Kentucky floats on that. It's like, no, nobody really plays the banjo anymore, but, like, that's... uh, when you hear about Eastern Kentucky, you hear about all these great preservationists and like they're keeping this culture alive and all this stuff. And it's like, I know like two band, three banjo players, and two of them are Kevin Howard. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm. Um, yeah, it's weird. Well, I mean, I don't know. Back to this article, it said uh, 
let's see, um, didn't feel acute FOMO. It was nice that everyone was sort of stagnant watching the same trash on Netflix. Sure, some people were going out secretly, but we didn't really know what those people were up to, and we didn't have reason to believe they were advancing any sort of scene. Turns out two years might have switched into a black hole, but I was cocky to think something wouldn't fill the void. Those were still real years. People's opinions were changing. Things were happening. It was just that, you know, culture and pop culture were not really putting out bangers during most of the pandemic, says Monaghan. Um, I don't know. But I think what is being described here is a kind of like general anxiety and apprehension that the playing field has been leveled in a, in a way. Um, yeah. Because... Yeah, I mean, it is true. It felt like in 2020 that a lot of cultural production kind of ground to a halt. Like movies, for example, they couldn't make as many. But, like, that's kicking back up again. Um, and music, too. You had a lot of, like, artists, like, going back and digging through their archives and, you know what I mean, just, like, putting out old shit just because yeah. they were, like, stuck at home or whatever. Um, but I think, like, what they're actually referring... To me, the dates line up with presidential... Uh, administrations in this article anyways he's literally describing bush obama trump years you know what yeah I mean? like it's yeah but it's funny because he I also, they also take the the stance that like going forward people are going to be less concerned politically because they got so basically essentially they got so burnt out during the woke streetwear era <laughs> oh yeah yeah which is like i hope that's not true you know because like <laughs> all the all the problems and the contradictions are only rising it's like you know it's like that's the, the problems that we faced you know going into the bernie era or whatever like still exist and all that kind of thing so it's like i don't know if he's like projecting like a return to a kind of nihilism or uh-huh. what it is but interesting well i guess this is this guy coined the term norm core right that's Even what they I, say. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Um, you know, like the, the sort of the dad dressing. This is weird. This is interesting. This is some pretty high highbrow shit, man. Um, <clears throat> his studies gave him the ability to recognize the tradition of Western image making. There are certain certain patterns that emerge. As soon as you hit modernism, culture starts to go into these kind of like patricidal cycles, where each generation that comes up tries to refute the past. Um, and then he talks about like making K hole. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I I don't even know why I read this. I guess I just wanted a palate cleanser from the Gale Mansion thing. Sorry guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Tanya's checked out. Um, it's so. Uh, why don't we just end it there, huh? <laughs> Cut our losses. All right, uh, I don't have anything else. Um, any, anybody have anything they want to say? Happy full moon. It was pretty cool <laughs> last night. Yeah, the moon's been looking good all week. Epic. Definitely. And it's out It's out real early, usually before the sunset, so you can catch the sunset and the moonrise at the same time. Do yourself a favor. Hell yeah. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for tuning in this week. We'll see you next time. Peace out.